welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast, where each week we deliver news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers. It's the week of February 21st. I'm Jenny Ruiz, and I'm joined by our market expert, none other than Justin Mays. Mays, how's it going? It's going great, Jenny. It's great to be back with you this week and, and talk more about the freight markets and hopefully less about weather. Definitely. Uh, I think it's finally safe to say that we are clear on the weather front uh, for now and perhaps beginning to see a sort of leveling out of the markets. But what do you think? Where have we landed? No, I agree. Um, I mean, we're starting to see the gains caused by the weather continue to decrease. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, we're about to turn out of February and we shouldn't really anticipate too many major weather events, hopefully, knock on wood, um, that, yep. you know, disrupt the freight market like we saw back in January. Yeah, this uh, this month was definitely a little bit more unexpected as opposed to January, where you would think most of the snow would come from, but instead it shifted to this month. But let's fingers crossed we're in the clear. Um, why don't we give a quick update on what's going on with the Great Carrier Purge? I mean, it's obviously no doubt that January was a tough month as expected for many carriers. And actually, according to Freight Waves, quote, since the start of November, net activity active truckload operating authorities have dropped by 9,000, um, an approximately 12% increase over the same period this time last year, end quote. What behaviors are you observing that signal this sort of mass exodus could continue? Yeah, I mean, we're still seeing carriers and capacity leave the market, if not go and drive under larger assets. At the end of the day, you know, we're going to get into it, but rates are continuing to decrease after seeing the increase through the month of January. This is going to move carriers out of the market. Um, it's been a tough year and a half now, but there's still plenty of capacity in the market to where we're not going to just see the market flip um, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, there's still plenty of time to go. There's still a demand problem. Um, demand is you can consider strong, but not strong enough for the amount of capacity we have in the market. Uh, at the end of the day, the asset carriers are continuing to bring down the spot rate, which smaller fleets live off of. Um, so I, I anticipate this trend to continue, uh, if not pick up over the next few months, which will lead ultimately to the, the cycle turning in the market. Yeah, I was going to say for the smaller mid-sized carriers that are sort of holding out for the next couple of months, that may drop even more as we head into Q2 because there's still sort of that, I mean, with the weather, of course, there was that increase, but I don't know if it's going to last into even mid-Q2, end of Q2. What do you think there? No, I agree with you. Um, and, and like we mentioned before, you know, we're in the middle of RFP season for the industry. So it's it's really going to dictate where rates sit on the contract side of the business, where that gap is between the spot market rate and the contract rate, which ultimately could push carriers out sooner. Um, but then again, you know, we do have that, that bump in rates caused by the, the, the storms over the last 60 days that, mm -hmm. you know, could ease the blow to smaller carriers, which we have seen. So they are sticking around a little bit longer, most likely, than some may have anticipated. But at the end of the day, like there, like I said multiple times, there's still a lot of capacity in the market. And what is happening to that capacity? Are these MCs, you know, just closing down, but the driver, the actual capacity is just moving to larger asset fleets? That will start to slow down the cycle from turning uh, because mm -hmm. that capacity still exists in the market. Got it. Well, you know, we'll obviously keep an eye on it, especially as we go over uh, into March. But that said, you know, it's time for the regional breakdown. Why don't we start with an overview of what the current national average rate per mile is and then also what's going on with uh, tender rejections? 
Yeah, of course. So it's continuing to go downward. Um, it doesn't matter what region you're in, but the national average rate while line haul is about $1.63 as we roll into this week. Tenure rejections have remained basically flat, um, which kind of signals that, you know, the capacity that is exiting the market is not being as absorbed as it was last year to where tenure rejections were lower than they currently are throughout the entire year. Um, it it kind of signals that there is some, you know, capacity tightening, though, look, you know, we're sitting around 4.7% tenure rejections. That's still a very loose market. And, um, you know, the terms of what happened in the pandemic. So we're starting to see some signs of, you know, potential capacity issues, not necessarily issues, but tightening, but not nearly to the level that we would need to get to an entire market cycle turn. Okay, well, why don't we get started with the Northeast? It, you know, they were obviously dealing with a lot of snow in various regions last week, or various markets rather, especially heading into the weekend, which you noted in Fast Freight Fridays, our new segment that comes out each Friday with you. What's this region looking like? Looking like, and are there any big market callouts we should keep in mind for the Northeast? Quite honestly, no. Um, that the you know the winter weather that we experienced over the weekend didn't cause any noticeable difference. Uh, rates are still. Coming down um, in a pretty fast pace, similar to the Midwest when we get into the Midwest, but rates overall continuing their downward slide from the, you know, pretty significant increases we saw over the last, you know, 45 days from the winter weather. We're going to continue to experience this in the Northeast. There's still plenty of room to move downward. We're still right around 5% higher at a national rate leaving the Northeast than where we were 60 days ago. Well, let's get into the Midwest since you mentioned it. It was mirroring a lot of what the Northeast was going through rate-wise. It's actually still sitting at about 3 to 5% higher than it was 60 days ago at an average rate per mile on freight originating in the regions. Um, what could we expect in the Midwest this week? Same story as the Northeast. It's going to continue to experience that momentum going downward. Um, now, I do believe, like I called out last week, we're starting to see the momentum slow down. Um, at the same time, we are seeing the, the you know, the, the average rate for diesel fuel increase. Um, but when looking at the line haul rates, we're going to start seeing that slowly slow down, but continue its downward, you know, slide. Moving on to the southeast. Now, typically post Valentine's Day, we'd expect for this region to cool down pretty quickly. But I see this region has remained a little bit more resilient against that downward pressure seen after January's tightening. Why do you think that is, Maze? Yeah, it's really interesting to see the Southeast not experience that momentum downward off of, you know, the increases experienced through the winter weather, even though it is the Southeast. Yeah. Um, when you look at it, it's primarily Florida. Florida's holding strong, believe it or not, um, which kind of brings us into like produce season. We're a little a month and a half away from produce season. And will, you know, the state of Florida and the Southeast overall experience the downward momentum? Or is this a stronghold for carriers that they're going to be able to keep carriers they're going to be able to keep rates up. I mean, today, the, the average rate leaving the Southeast remains higher than it was two weeks ago, 30 days ago, 60 days ago. Um, it's the only region that we're seeing that, you know, resilience from the carrier side of the, of, you know, the metrics. Um, it's really interesting. Um, I, I don't think there's any specific call outs of, to why it's happening. Um, other than carriers are able to, to demand a higher rate still down there. It's interesting even when you look at the, the Atlanta market, which is the highest volume market on the East Coast, um, rates have gone up over the last week. So it's, it's definitely something to keep an eye on, um, without a doubt. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting story for produce season because I typically, when I think of produce season, I look at the West Coast and a lot of the, um, the produce that comes out of that region. But we'll get there in a second. 
Uh, just a bit over in the neighboring region, the South has quite a bit of markets that are still experiencing some tightness. Um, to name a few, Amarillo, Austin, El Paso, Houston, and Laredo. Meanwhile, you've got other regions that are cooling down quite significantly, like Dallas, Fort Worth, and Tulsa. What's happening here, and why is this such a mixed bag? Yeah, it's going to really depend on where that freight is destined to. Mm. Um, you know, freight staying within, the, you know, let's call it the state of Texas or even the South region, is seeing an increase in the average rate per mile. Um, and a lot of freight coming out of, you know, Houston especially is being moved around the state of Texas, if not Louisiana, Mississippi. Um, overall, it's, it's going to kind of be a hit or miss over the next couple of weeks. We're going to see markets that experience, you know, increases week over week, other markets that experience decreases. Um, I, I don't think we're going to see the downward momentum in the South like we have been in other regions throughout the country. It's kind of, it's not as, um, it's not remaining as resilient as the Southeast, but it is a little more resilient than, you know, the markets that were harder hit by winter weather. So the coastal region is showing an overall drop of uh, close to 2% at one, one and a half with a rise in rates for short hauls and local runs. It feels like the same story from last week, but tell me if that's a little bit different and what should we expect out of this region? No, you're exactly right. Um, to be honest, I'm still waiting for this domino to fall. Um, <laughs> it's very similar to the Northeast where rates are still about 5% higher than they were 60 days ago. Yeah. We're, we've been seeing downward pressure on the, the average rate leaving the coastal region, although it's not as much as we've seen in other regions. Um, I'm going to probably say it's due to the Southeast, like, you know, the Atlanta market continuing to remain a little bit more resilient, which, you know, fills that capacity from the coastal region. But I, I do think we're going to see this domino fall soon, um, and it's going to happen, let's say, over the next two weeks. Oh, interesting. Okay, we'll check on that in the next uh, as we close out the month. Now, uh, the West Coast remains to be the most undesirable region for carriers, uh, holding on strong to that title for the last month, I would say, with rates dropping nearly 3% overall and over the last 60 days nearly 6%, which is a pretty steady drop. What can we expect out of the West Coast this week? Like, are there any markets that are showing signs of tightening or is it going to continue to stay that undesirable region? It's going to continue to remain undesirable. Um, even as imports show positive signs, it's not really translating into any significance on the truckload side just yet. Mm -hmm. um, like you called out, I mean, we're 5% lower than we were 60 days ago on the West Coast on the average rate leaving the region. I mean, that's the complete opposite than any other region we've spoken about. Um, it, it's not going to be friendly for carriers leaving, but it is you know, one of the regions you could demand a higher rate going to knowing that. Um, but there is no pockets that we're gonna necessarily see jump out. Um, you know, there's more remote, lower volume markets that might show you know, some tightness over the next week or two. Uh, but the higher volume markets are gonna continue to be less favorable for carriers for the, you know, the near future. Oh, man. Now, Maze, I, I've got to ask, right, since we're only a little over about a week out left of February, how do you think we're going to close this month out? I, I think it's, it's been a little bit of uh, it's been wild, to say the least, with weather. But overall, do you think we're going to end strong or, or what are you what are you thinking there? I think we're going to see these trends continue um, through the beginning of March as well. We're going to see the downward pressure in the national average. Um, you know, we're approaching where we were about mid-December. But I wouldn't be surprised if we go below that, um, not as low as we, we saw in November, but we're going to find a new bottom in the spot market over the next few weeks. 
um, before we get into the seasonality trends of, you know, some pressure down in the south and southeast. Okay, good to know. And then next week, of course, as we close the month out, we'll go back to those crystal ball predictions and see where we net it out there. That said, we'll see you next week with an all new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. I have to mention, uh, I mentioned it at the top of the show. If you listen to this religiously and you want to have an, uh, an updated view of where the markets sit heading into the weekend, I highly recommend you watch Justin's um, Fast Freight Friday segments. Every morning on Fridays, we'll drop a new episode, less than a minute, super digestible. I suggest you watch it so that you're prepared. Until then, as always, drive safely. Maze, any call-outs as we head out? No. Um, as you said, drive safely to all the drivers out there that keep the you know, wheels turning. All right. See you next week. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.